I'm speaking today the last message in the series that I've been doing the past few weeks, Messages from the Heart, and I've really been loving all of these messages. But today's message, I really believe today's message is, is really powerful and important, and it blessed me. This is something that has been stirring in my life and something I've been thinking about, and it's really just taken over a lot of how I think and what I'm doing. And so I'm believing today that as I share these ideas and these scriptures with you, that it's going to impact you in a powerful way. And we're going to see it in our church. Our church is never going to be the same because of the word of God today. You know, it's, it's the same every week, but today is something special in this word. And I'm really believing that it's going gonna, it's gonna to break through as Pastor Steve said, into a great season this fall and beyond, and we want more. Does anybody want more in this place today? I want more. And I was talking to someone on Friday, and it was really funny because I told them, you know, I believe that I'm going to be a big deal. And they kind of smiled and, and laughed a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a big deal. And I looked at them, and I said, you know, God wants you to be a big deal, too. It's, it's not just about me. He wants you to be a big deal. In fact, I would say every single one of us, God wants us to be a big deal because he wants to do greater things in your life than what's happening right now. He has greater things ahead than what's behind, and he has destined you to be a big deal on the earth. Amen. And so there's, there's greater things ahead. God thinks you're a big deal. God looks at you and thinks you're a big deal. He sent his son Jesus because you are such a big deal to him that he sent his one and only son into the earth to die for you on the cross. You are a big deal to God. And if we can just get that revelation of how God thinks of us, we're going to walk different. We're going to talk different. We're going to carry ourselves differently because we know we're a big deal to him and we're going to act like it here on the earth with humility, of course, at the same time, okay? Yeah, come on. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to look at two very powerful scriptures that are, I just love these scriptures that I'm going to share with you today. We're going to read them together. We're going to preach through those scriptures, and then I'm going to come back and ask some questions to finish it off, some things to challenge us to think about and to just solidify the word today. And so the first scripture that I want you to look at, and you know, my brain this whole week has been just crazy, and so if this message is a little scatterbrained for you, that's exactly what's happening in my head the whole day, okay? <laughs> so the first scripture um, is Psalm 27, and I'm going to read from 1 to 5 in verse 13, and this was written by David. Now listen to this. This is amazing. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, 
that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You see, when God is for you, it doesn't matter what comes against you. It will not stand. Nothing can stand against God. And when we realize that we are on the winning side, you are on the winning side. His church will be victorious. We are on the winning side. We don't need to live our life in fear in worry, in hopelessness, without vision, war may rise against you. And right now, you might feel like all the world is against you. you. Maybe you're in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a situation, and it's difficult. I'm not denying that it's difficult, but let me encourage you today. You will come out victorious, and you will remain strong. It cannot stand against your God. Hallelujah. But you see, David knew a secret. He knew a secret. He knew a secret. In fact, he says in the secret place, he knew a secret. And it's a place, but at the same time, it's also something that's inside of you. Now listen to this. The reason why it's inside of you is that it's in your desire and in what you're going to go after is going to be the deciding factor of whether or not you activate the promises of God and his protection over your life. You see, David said in the secret place, one thing I have desired. What do you desire? What is your desire? What, what, are, you, what are you longing for? Are you longing for family? Are you longing for success? What, what, what are you longing for? David had palaces. He had women. He had money. He had everything. He was the king of a country. He had everything. He just had to snap his fingers, and servants came and brought him anything that he could ever want. But he says, one thing I desire. You know, all that other stuff, Praise God, I'm believing for prosperity. I'm believing for success. I'm believing for all of that. But above it all, one thing I desire, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Wow, what a prayer. And it's really important. You know, we need to understand that David, in his context, to write something like this, was crazy and ridiculous. He was anointed to be a king. He was born from the tribe of Judah. That was one of the tribes of Israel. He was not born of the tribe of Levi. His land and his promised land where he was supposed to live all the days of his life, 
It was not in the house of God. That was what the Levites were called to do. They were called out. They did not receive part of the promised land. Their promise was to care for and to live in the house of God. And yet David here is saying, you know what? In spite of what the natural is in my situation, in what I'm born to do, I still want to dwell in the house of God all the days of my life. That's amazing that he would take that boldness and even write something like that. But you know, how much more reason if an Old Testament king could long after and seek after dwelling in God's house, can we who are a New Testament people washed by the blood of the Lamb with the promise of being kings, we are promised to be kings and priests to serve God, make this our desire. God has brought together in a powerful way the two roles, king and priest, so that we in Jesus' name can walk and possess our promised land and at the same time, in, in the natural sense, dwell in the house of God, worshiping in God's presence all the days of our lives. You know, this deserves a shout of praise. It is so amazing, and I am so thankful for the new covenant that we are under. And it's, it's really, it's so powerful and so profound and so amazing that we can so often forget what we have. You know, we forget the fact that we are here. We're here today. We're in God's presence in this place. We, we can walk into this place boldly coming in to God's presence. And it is such a huge blessing that if David were here, let me tell you, he would be jumping up and down higher than anybody else to know what we have in this place today. And so David says, I desire and I seek. To me, this means you got to live out what you have in your heart. You know, oh, I, I love the church. Woo. Oh, I love God's presence. Woo. Oh, I just love serving. Woo. But you're only here every six months, you know. You got to live out what is in your heart. And your desire has to be more than a desire. It has to turn into action. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to go after God's presence. I'm going to do everything I can to get up on Sunday morning to be in the house of God. Doesn't matter if it's a sunny day, it's a rainy day, or the trains are stopped, whatever. I'm going to get here to the house of God. And you know, it's not just that it's a house, because sometimes we can think, you know, it's a house, it's a place we go, but I believe it's a place that we live. It's a place that we live. It's, it's a home. It's, it's my home. David says to live, to dwell in the house of God. That means you live here. Okay, we're going to sleep over at the Cinemax tonight. Okay, just kidding. You know, Pastor Steve taught us, make yourself at home. And I love traveling, but there is nothing like coming back and walking through the doors and seeing Reuben's smiling face welcoming me to the lobby and Jonathan, and, and all of you, it is the best feeling to come home because this is my home. This is your home. We are family. You belong here. This is where we live together. Make yourself at home. And there are so many more people in this city that, need, that you need to bring with you to find their home in the house of God. You know, God wants us to be in his house. Jesus told his parents when he was a young man, they were looking all over Jerusalem for him, and they finally found him in the house of God. And he said, where else would I be 
except in my father's house. You see, God loves and Jesus loved the father's house. And if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And so when we, and we need to understand coming here to the church, coming here on Sundays, it's, it's not just so we can take some awesome pictures with our media team. I love them so much. They're awesome and put them on Instagram and woo, look at us. No, it's so much bigger because it's in this place where the protection and the promises of God are activated in your life at another level. And when you're here, storms might be raging outside of this place, but they're not gonna touch you. Storms might be going all around, waves might be sweeping up in your life, but as long as you're in here, they're gonna sweep on by and you're gonna stand strong through every storm because that's the power of the house of God. You know, I can tell you, I have made it my priority in, in my life to be in the house of God every single Sunday. Now, you know, things happen. I understand that. But the priority has been I'm going to be here no matter what. And I can tell you, in my family, in my life, just when great storms came against us, great storms have, have come against us and our family, mighty waves that under other circumstances would have knocked us down, because of the commitment to remain in the house of God, those waves splashed and crashed, but they didn't touch us. Amen? And I have seen this for myself. And so is there anybody here today that you could say, if it were not for God, what he did in your life, how he protected you, how he lifted you above your enemies in the middle of the storm, he placed you on a high rock because of your commitment. Come on, can anybody agree with me in this place today? I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. You know, we like to stop there. Oh, I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. Maybe it'll be when I'm gone. No, I'm going to see it in the land of the living. Not just when we get to heaven. Not just when we're all in glory. No, it's going to be here in the land of the living. I'm going to see it. I want to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. So that's Psalm 27. Now let's read Isaiah 2, verses 2 to 3. Here it is. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. Amen. Wow. That is a prophecy. You know, we are living right now in the last days. I really believe that. We are living in the last, last days. Just turn on the TV, and you can see we are living in the last days and I believe that Berlin is a city for the last days. Right now, across the world, people are moving into cities. And we can see how, how this, just, the, just turn on your TV, disaster, destruction, darkness, trials, and tribulation are sweeping across the world right now. It's the last days. But this prophecy is not a negative prophecy. This prophecy is something amazing because in the middle of all that is happening in the world, in the last days, the church the church of Jesus Christ, it's going to be lifted up. It's going to be lifted up higher than everything else. It's going to be the greatest and most important place on earth. 
And you know, I'm sorry to pop your balloon, um, <clears throat> Lady Gaga, but the church, we're going higher. The church, we're going to be greater. The church, we're going to do more amazing things than anything you have ever seen in the world in Jesus' name. This right here is the most important place in Berlin, okay? This right here is the most important place in Germany. This right here is the most important place in the world because we are the church. And you know, people from all over the world are going to stream there to worship. They're going to come from everywhere to worship. And I don't know about you, but this is exciting. It's amazing. It's exciting. And I am so glad that right here in this church, that we are a church that is not just for one kind of people that look the same, talk the same, do the same things, but we are a church that no matter where you come from, what you look like, what has happened in your life, our doors are open, and we are from all nations in this place. And so those scriptures are so powerful and here is my question for you today. We can shout, we can cheer, we can be excited. Thank you, God. He's going to lift up the church. Yes! But the question I want to ask you, and this is the message from the heart, and this is what I have been asking myself. Because again, David said, desire and then seek. Desire and seek. I can have the desire to believe that God can lift up the church, lift up this church, lift up the church all over the world to be the highest mountain. But am I really ready to be a part of it? Am I really ready to, am, am I ready for what it's going to take for real to be used by God to let him work through me in such a powerful way that this church can be lifted to be the most important place on earth? And so that's something I'm asking myself. I don't know the answer completely. I'm praying, God, change me, get me ready. But I want to challenge you today. Church, are we ready? Are we ready to just let go and allow God to do a mighty work through us in this city so that he can lift us up, his prophecy becoming real in these last days that people from all over the world are going to stream into this place, giving him praise, worshiping him, and that we're going to be lifted up as the most important place on earth. Are we ready for what it's going to take to see that promise come to be in our lifetime in the land of the living? Are you ready? You know, are, are, are we ready? And so here's a question, another question that I've been asking myself. Am I ready, are we ready for this house, for this church to be shaken, to be shaken? The truth is, our church is a miracle. Do you know that? Where you are sitting right now is a miracle. The seat that you're in, it's a miracle. The fact that we are in this building, it's a miracle. Everything about this church, that, the fact that we're even here at all, is a miracle. And the story of this church and how God brought me, brought my family to Germany, and how this church even got to Potsdamer Platz, it's truly a miracle story. And I've written this book last year. I brought it out. It's called Why Not Berlin? And so I would encourage you, if you want to know the whole thing, because it would take a long time to tell, get this book and read the whole story. It's amazing of how God, what God did through our church. 
And in, their, in the book, you can read about the all the miracles and the testimonies. And so this was, I brought this out in 2018, January, but even since then, what has been happening in, in our midst just has been so powerful. The acceleration of the anointing flowing in this place, the power of the word being preached in this place, the, the power of the worship, the level of the expectation for revival to flow in this city, you know, even just in the numbers, greatly increasing numbers in attendance, and it can honestly be said today that we are in the middle of a great move of God. We are in the middle of a great move of God. And so in the front of this book, I wrote down and put there some prophecies that were spoken over our church. And, you know, I was reading this again last night, and it was so encouraging. And I believe it's so good to look back and to look at what God did then to see how it's out working now. And so I want to read these to you today so that you can see how it's already happening, okay? So here's the first one. And these are written, these were spoken in our church by some powerful ministers of the word of God around the world. The hope of the world is the local church, and Berlin International Community Church is going to be a great voice of hope to Berlin and the nation of Germany. Wow. So that was spoken by Pastor John Bowman. He's serving under Joel Osteen in Lakewood Church, the biggest church in the USA. And then here's another one. Now listen to this. This is the beginning of a great movement of God. A great work is being established here at Berlin International Community Church. Isn't that awesome? So that was Robert Berger, the senior pastor, Camina de Vida in Lima, Peru. So I don't speak that out to you to boast about ourselves. I speak that out to you to look around and to see that this is already happening. We are in the middle right now of a great move, and it's not just a move, it's a movement. A movement is going to come out of this church. But I'm so thankful. There is more, though. There's more. We're not done. And I'm thankful to be part of a church that it, we're not satisfied with, with the same. We're going for more. And so this is why the question, are you ready for God to shake this house? Because in the book of Acts, there is a powerful story. The church was coming under pressure from outside, from the authorities in the city. The church was being pushed down, tried to be stopped by the authorities in the city. And what happened was they joined together and they prayed, God, stretch out your hand with mighty power in this city. And what happened? That house shook. And from that shaking, God did something so powerful, mighty signs and wonders like never before seen, even greater than what had been done on Pentecost came out of that second filling when God shook that house. And so the truth is, what instigated the shaking and the even greater releasing of power, because we're, we're going we're gonna to see a great releasing of power in this place. But what, what got it ready was the pressure of persecution. The pressure of persecution. Now, I'm not speaking out that we're going to have persecution. We live in a free nation. But if we're not ready for pressure, we're not going to experience the greater releasing of power that God wants to do through this church. So I'm asking myself, am I ready? Am I committed no matter what? Am I committed no matter what? 
So I want you to make a decision today that you are not going to waver from your giving, from your commitment to the vision, from serving. Do not quit in the middle of pressure because it's in the pressure that something is about to break through in your life and a greater releasing of power is going to flow into this city. You know, we're not going to wait, though. This is, this is, now listen to this. We are not going to wait for external pressure to start to change. The church then was, was, wait, was not doing all that God wanted them to do, and it took an external pressure to push them down where God accelerated out again into all nations what he had always wanted. And so I'm declaring today, we're not going to wait for that to happen to react we're going to start to do things now and to change now and to grow now and to do things in a different way now. And it's going to create our own pressure on ourselves to move forward in Jesus' name. And so I want to praise you. Lots of things have been happening in the past two years. Lots of changes, lots of growth. And I want to praise you because you have been so good at being flexible and stepping together as a church into all that God is doing in this place. So really, come on, you can give yourselves a hand for that. I want to share a story to finish here. And I think this will really illustrate what I'm talking about. I love music. I love all kinds of music. But there's one music that I would say I really don't like that much, and that is rap music, okay? Rap music would be probably the lowest on my list of music that I like. I really don't like rap. A few years ago, I met a man in Germany who was a gospel rapper named Simon S., okay? You, he's a great friend of our church. And when I met him and heard his story and his heart for music, using rap to reach younger people and to tell the message of Jesus through rap and his passion for God and his passion for the stage and everything about him, as soon as he started rapping, I liked his rap, okay? And I changed my mind about rap music. And we've had him here two times now, and it just blew the house up. It was so incredible. But the point is, if I had been stuck in thinking, well, you know, this is what I like, and I don't like that kind, and I don't like that music, and I don't like it being like that, and everything all about me, I wouldn't have been flexible to be, to be open to something different. God wants to do something different. God wants to do something new through the church, through your life. He wants to make a new sound, sing a new song, something really different that has never before been seen on planet Earth. And if we are so, so, so stuck in our thinking and what we like and our preferences and, oh, the church needs to be like that and, oh, the church should be like that and, oh, I'm not getting fed and those kind of mindsets, we're going to miss out on being a part of the greater glory and the great releasing that is about to happen in this place. So I changed and I love rap music today, okay? <laughs> so are you ready to be shaken in your finances? Shaken into a new level of financial freedom and to use that shaking and that financial blessing for the kingdom? Are you ready for your schedule to be shaken? Are you ready for your business to be shaken? Shaken, and then under that pressure, a great releasing of finances over your life and in this church. Come on, I'm ready. I am ready. I don't know about you, but I want that releasing of power in my life in Jesus' name. Amen. So the last thing 
is we, we need to be ready, and I believe we are. We are ready. We're about ready to see something amazing take place. But second, we need to have eyes to see what God is about to do and to reach out and bring it to today. We need to reach out. Next is now. We had a whole theme about that. You know, changing what we believe right now. It's much harder to be part of a movement that starts from the ground up. Anything you want to build from the ground up, that's hard work. Building a business from the ground up, building a family when you have no legacy of a healthy family, that's hard work. And building a movement like what God wants to do through us, it's hard work because it requires faith. It requires seeing something and looking at it, and, and it's not now, but seeing it with God's eyes. God, I see it, and reaching out in faith and bringing it into the present. And so we need to have eyes that, that, that look out and see what God wants to do. A great movement is being established here. A great voice to the city of Berlin and to the nation of Germany so many powerful things that God wants to do, and we need to look at it. We need to reach out, grab it, and bring it, and make it a reality. Something that's one of a kind, a new sound. It doesn't exist anywhere else. That's why it can't be copied. It's from the ground up. It can't be replicated. It's a church that's one of a kind, unforgettable, lifted up higher than anything else in the city of Berlin, from Berlin, for Berlin. And so we're going to have to have a focus that is not distracted, not intimidated, not bowing to pressure, not giving up in the middle of the storm, because we have eyes to see that something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen in your life. Something is about to happen in this city. Revival is here in the name of Jesus. And I really believe that the reward of being a part of something like that, of having to exercise your faith. You see, it's easy to ride the wave of somebody else's faith. You know, when everybody's shouting, it's easy to shout along. When everybody's worshiping, it's easy to worship along. But let me tell you, there's gonna be a personal blessing on your life when you exercise your faith enough to be the only one shouting, to be the first one to lift your hands, to be the first one to do something different. That's gonna be a powerful legacy and a powerful faith exercise in your life. And you are going to be a leader. You're going to be a pioneer. You're going to be, oh, it's going to be awesome. And we are going to be unforgettable. Amen. It's exciting. And so the message from the heart is this. Stay the course. Don't waver. And let's believe together that we will see the promise in the word of God that this church, that this church, the church of Jesus Christ is going to be lifted up the most important place on earth above every hill, above every hill in this city, in the nation of Germany and beyond, and that we're going to see a great movement and a great glory released from this place into the city, into the nations and all around the world, and people are going to come. They're going to come streaming from all the corners of the earth to look and see what God has done in this place in Jesus name do you believe it together if you believe it today come on and give God some praise if you believe it stand to your feet and give God some praise come on we want to see it in the land of the living we are not here just to get by live and die and whatever else 
We want to see your goodness in the land of the living. And we're going to remain planted in the house of God. And whatever storm comes against us, it's going to rage against us. But we're going to be lifted up. You're going to lift us up onto a high rock, not just any rock, a high rock, way above all that, way higher.